What's it doing, my sensational sandwichers? This week, we are back again in the studio, bringing you another episode of Club Sandwich. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Oh, it only plays one time. Okay. Um. Anyway, so we have all this equipment now, and it's so exciting. <laughs> we have a soundboard. We have nicer microphones using the Sanford James C. Department's podcast studio. And I just want to let you know that I am exercising incredible self-control right now because I have access to so many funny buttons, and I'm not pressing any. Yeah, yeah. It's really awesome that this soundboard has so many things hooked up to it. Actually, um, you know what? I will give them one funny button. <laughs> Was that just like a some riff? Yeah, it's just it's just titled hard riff. Um yeah, anyway, if you have recommendations for um f- funny sounds, we don't know how to implement. I don't them. I don't know how to put them in, but um, we will work on that. It would be funny. It would be funny. Yeah. Um anyway, past that, um it's it's hard getting used to this right now, so me and Sam are both wearing like headsets that the audio is going through. So, I'm not hearing Sam, I'm hearing Sam through the microphone into my headphones right next to me. Yes. It's um very like PlayStation Xbox party chat. It feels like a party like, chat, yeah. But like the other person is in the room with you. Yeah, I'm looking at you, but then yeah, I hear the audio as if it's very yeah. strange. Um but anyway, it's awesome to be in this studio again. Um we had to like kick out guys that were in here before us. Yeah. Because we had sorry. the room reserved and there's all that with that. We can give a shout out to them and yes. like as an apology because we did reserve Absolutely. the studio, but um the podcast that we kicked out is the Real, Real Roommates, Roommates podcast. Yeah. Um, we know one of yes, Johnny Jones, big fan of Johnny Jones. Um, so I guess go check them out. Sorry, Absolutely. boys, we did fill out the forum earlier today. Hey, we're your allies, not your competitors. Yes, truth. <laughs> what he said. We're in the same market, but you know, it don't, takes don't think about it that way. It takes a lot of investment to make an economy work. Of course. I, I don't know if that applies. I'm not I'm not a business. I don't know what he's talking about. Anyway, Sam, um, what have you been up to lately? Well, honestly, not much. Um, school has been kicking my butt. Mm. And I think I also said that same thing last week, but it's <laughs> still true. Yeah. Um, I am deep in the trenches right now, but you know Stanford I've, students love that expression. I've got a bullet, a shovel, and one can of rations left. So I can hang on. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it out. Um, but I've been I've been doing all right. I'm getting registered for classes next semester. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm hanging out with people, doing all kinds of fun stuff. Um, playing Guitar Hero because I Let's brought go. back a guitar from home that yeah. I can plug into my laptop. Dude, nobody looks cooler playing a plastic guitar than you. Thank you, man. That that means a lot. Um, as as an active member of the Guitar Hero community, um, yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, definitely, definitely didn't peak in two thousand seven, um, <laughs> and then die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> they kept making games, dude. There's like until no gu- one bought them. Yeah, and shelves are covered with like which is sad. Guitar Hero Five or like Guitar Hero Live. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh gosh, yeah. And, like no one bought because the craze died out. Yep. And also, they made it weird. It was six frets instead of five. Yeah, what's up with that? Um, I don't anyway, have six fingers. We, to- we talked about Guitar Hero <laughs> too much. Um, that's pretty much what I've been doing, man. What about you? What you been up to? Uh, man, a lot. I'm busy. It's still real from the last episode, but... Um, Are you being it, real? I'm being real. Um, that's my motto, if you guys don't know. Um, among many other mottos, like, do the next right thing. Uh, be real is a big motto for me. I love being real. I hate the app Be Real. I use it. I agree. I use it. I like, what's the word? I put up with Be Real because mm-hmm. I, I like you the tolerate it. It's got, I tolerate it. But it doesn't work half the time. And I think I've, I follow too many other people. Like, I got Be Real to keep up with, like, nine of my close friends over the summer. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like... 15 people no it's it's like 20 something people and it's become this obligation like other social media when i wanted to be real to be different yeah it's I my agree. fault but no i i had the exact same experience i literally same as you got it for like nine or ten people and i was like oh this is funny this is a fun way to keep up over the summer we look dumb here's a picture of my dog here's like sugar someone is driving and i'm in the passenger seat but like then people outside of that small group started to add me and it got like 
I got less comfortable actually being real. And then now it's... <laughs> Bro couldn't be real anymore. <laughs> I couldn't be real anymore. I started being fake. And then, like, the people, it just evolved into a point where, like, it's no longer real. Like, it's a, it's just a notification for an, to make an Instagram post. Every yeah. Day. I People curate it so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if you retake your Be Real five times, why do you have Be Real? What's and the point? Even, post an Instagram story. Even the, like, hey, come be in my Be Real. Like, to some degree, that is scripted because it feels like you're not just, oh, take the phone out, take the picture. Like, yeah. you would get a funnier picture if you didn't tell them. Yeah. Like, today, I just, like, saw our friend Emma across like in the library when I was like, I was like, Emma, be real. And she just looked at the camera and went like, she made like a half smile, like awkward face. It was really funny. Um, yeah. Don't make your be reels fake. What's up with that? Um, anyway, this, that was a rant that we hadn't even intended to go on in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. This episode has nothing to do with be real. Be real slander. Uh, um, be real. If you want to sponsor us, uh, that'd be sick. I'd get your app back. Yeah. Um, maybe then, and maybe make your app less buggy too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they know it's buggy. For sure. Regardless, um, other stuff I've been up to, um, besides being real, uh, been busy, got a lot of schoolwork, got a few papers on the horizon, uh, got Oof, a papers. midterm Thursday, Yeah. and he study for. Which uh, class? Um, it's for my Old Testament Creation Covenant class. Ooh, that's a mouthful. So um, it is going to be a lot of stuff about the documentary hypothesis, which is... Uh, scholarly theory that the Old Testament is made up of various different sources that are collections of different authors and it's complicated um, and you know we're not the theology podcast but no we leave that to other people on Sanford's campus we do Dude, despite me being a biblical should, studies major <laughs> should we get like Dr. Kynes and like Dr. Leonard because like don't they have a podcast Dr. Kynes between and between the testament Dr. Dr. Leonard's not on it it's Dr. Kynes and Dr. Who is it? I don't think it's Cosman. No, it it is Cosman. It is. Cosman. It's Kynes and Cosman. Yeah, I think. Okay, so. yeah, it's the two testaments. Podcast, you know how funny it'd be if we, but like we wouldn't even have anything to contribute to the conversation. Well, Dude, that's you, my you major. Would. You would. You would. <laughs> I, I would, I wouldn't have near as much. Those guys are geniuses. I, I would be to one of Cosman's seminars, and he's he's really a smart guy. But um, the, hey, the Sanford podcast community is a tight knit group. We gotta we gotta stay together. Yeah, and we have access. Everyone in the community has access to each other's files on the computer in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of trust. (laughs) Yeah. There's a very implicit thing like, hey, you're not going to take my episode and just put it up like a day before we're supposed to post it. Yeah, real. (laughs) Which would be really funny. Um, But Trolling. Yes. Um, But a lot of business school, work, getting back on track. I'd been sick and we had fall break, but now this week I'm getting back on track of everything. Um... This weekend, we had our fraternity's philanthropy event, and um, we had our scary face race where we ran two miles for charity, um, and I was proud of myself. I did run most of it. boy. I, I walked a bit. That's um, okay. My one goal was there was this um, there was this woman that was, your fingers are hovering over the soundboard, and I'm getting nervous. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Just... I'm, I'm waiting for an opportunity. In case I say something funny, you yeah. want to be able to <laughs> rimshot yeah. it. But um, there was this woman who had like a really sweet back black lab. And so you know how when people do races, they'll have like those little bibs with the numbers on them yeah. that marks when they're in a race and like what number runner they are. Yeah. She got one of those for her dog. Her dog Aww. had a little like blanket thing over it so she could pin <laughs> the bib to it. And her dog, the sweetest thing ever, she had a black lab. Her name was Tallulah. Oh, my um, And she ran the two miles with her. And That's so sweet. me and L ran it together and near like what were y'all dressed as? Um we were both just like wearing Hawaiian shirts, being Lame. like tourists. Um I know. Okay, that's actually um, a little bit better than just Hawaiian shirt guy. Yeah. But um I don't really have a costume with me. But of course this lady, she's running with her dog and we like walk uphill because you know, it's for charity. We're not here to like beat people. But then we start running <laughs> that's a losing mentality and in the distance, I see this this woman and her black lab, and I'm like, I'm not going to lose to a dog <laughs> in this race. <laughs> and so I basically left Elle behind. <laughs> Elle was saying that she was running next to some other girls, and they were like, like that's so rude. Did he just like leave you? And she was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> he does <laughs> so, that sometimes. So I'm like half running through like neighborhoods in Homewood just to catch up to this woman and her dog, and I beat him by like... <laughs> By like ten yards, 
Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so awesome. Right. Wow, that that really gets me excited. Yeah. And then after the race, I laid down on the pavement, and the dog, like, crawled up on me and was licking my face. Oh it my was really gosh. adorable. But, yeah. Okay, to me, I'm like, why did you feel so determined to beat a dog? Like, dogs are going to be inherently faster than humans. I know, but it was like defending my species. I was like... (laughs) I'm winning this for humans. Conus Conus has nothing on Homo sapien, bro. I don't know if that's the Latin name for dog. I I don't either. I would have gone more Canis, but, I mean, canine. I took Latin. Oh, okay, my bad. Conus means dog in Latin. Yeah, okay, well, I took Spanish and Puedo ir al baño. (laughs) which translates to may I use the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, I I could tell. (laughs) What are you going to do about that? Yeah. I, the most important thing I learned in Spanish was per just a combination of vocabulary words she taught us in the class, I essentially learned how to say your mother is a trash can. Oh, yeah. Tu madre es la basurera. Oh, sorry to any Spanish listeners in our audience. Yeah, I really apologize. I'm butchering your language for a mom joke. But, well, um... I need a good segue into our topic because I can't remember <laughs> what segue we were going to use. Um, there's not one anymore. Oh, this past week, something I also did. Here we uh, go. Yeah, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. That felt natural. Um, that felt really, like, not forced. Stop snapping into the microphone. Sorry. It's, was, just, it's just weird to hear. It's my thing. Um, okay, yeah, you are the snap guy. Um, the snap fraternity. Yeah. Um, it, something it, I also did. It. What? We kind of trademarked yeah, it. Yeah, you did. Um, something else did this week was met with Sanford's Career Development Center. CDC. Shout out to the CDC and not that one. DBH 103, not the Center for Disease Control, um, not Big Fauci. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't mean anything when I said that. Oh, that was so political. Um, You're going. Oh, oh man, I'm so charged. You're either going down or about to like blow up in popularity. <laughs> this is the Fauci podcast. You're, you're either going to Joe Rogan yourself or Andrew Tate yourself. Joe Rogan myself. <laughs> it's, he's a verb now. I'm hoping I Alex Jones myself oh, and gosh. become famous through Let's that. Let's not, no, actually. No, I don't want to do that. They're oh. putting chemicals on the water. Turn the freaking frogs gay. That is a take that Alex Jones wholeheartedly believed which like uh. i just want to know who is they and what did they gain <laughs> like in that hypothetical scenario well they gained gay frogs evidently okay <laughs> is i guess goal. that's true i mean i i guess i'm ju- i'm just wondering like what makes having gay frogs like in in the plus column now like what what's the payoff where, where's you your know, passive income? You know, that's what they don't want you to know. <laughs> that, that's what big gay frog is hiding from us. <laughs> that aside, I went to the CDC, not that one, and um, I, I have a meeting planned with them, but basically you go to the, the CDC if in your my place and don't know what you want to do with your life um, career-wise or major-wise to get toward a career. Um Currently unsure about that. If you have suggestions, um, let us know in our DMs. But do uh, an Instagram poll of what you're gonna do for a career. Yeah, and I think that brings about a time for reflection on jobs in general. Jobs we've yeah. had, jobs we've wanted, jobs we want. Yeah, Sam. Um, the workforce, man. Yeah, the contributing, the, the working man, working man by rush. Yeah. Um, well, I can start with previous jobs. I mean, the first like ever real kind of job I had was working at the local like country club over the summer. And there's really not a lot to say there. You're such a country club boy. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of basic middle-class Caucasian male summer job. You just, you play tennis, clean the toilets, go pick up tennis balls, use a leaf blower and blow off the court. Just that kind of stuff. So there's, those are pretty cool. There's, there's not a whole lot in that department. I was also, uh, my dad is a lawyer. Um, real. I did, why, why is that real? It's just real. Okay. It's, it's true. Yeah, okay. Um, I did just some kind of clerical work for him, paper shredding, taking state. For like the entire first two weeks of working for him, he just had like packets of documents that they needed to get rid of. And for the first two weeks, I tore like this staples out with my fingers. Like I... It took me two weeks to be like, oh, can I get, like, a staple remover? <laughs> it was miserable. Oh like, God. I would come home every day. My fingers are just torn up. Like, <laughs> I just imagine, like, 
I don't know wh- how old you were when you did this, but like an eight-year-old Sam Allen, he's like biting off like these staples with his little hands, and he comes to his dad. He's like blood just covering his hands and his face. And he's like, can I, can I please have a staple removal? <laughs> no, I was, uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Oh. <laughs> Still yeah. could be the same image in my head. <laughs> dad, uh... Can I get a can I get a staple? And he literally, I mean, literally, it was almost that exact scenario minus the blood, where he was just like, "Have you been like tearing them out with your fingers this whole time?" I was like, "Yeah." And he just kind of like sighed and like got a staple remover. <laughs> it was, man, I really hope that like future employers don't hear that. But anyway, um, you were a sophomore in high school. It's not your fault. Yeah, but that's not necessarily to say that as a sophomore in college, I wouldn't have done the same thing. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, I figure we could go back and forth before oh. I get to like my kind of more interesting stuff. So. Word. Um, my first job that I ever had was, I think around the same time, I may have started when I was a freshman, but I worked for my dad. Show off. Um, also worked for my dad. Um, I guess we had that in common that my dad was. Dad um, work. My dad for the past few years has owned Franklin Automotive, an automotive repair shop. Um, about you go there because you want to, not because you have to. Oh my gosh, that is the slogan. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> we should have we should have a Franklin Automotive commercial on the soundboard and just can play you, that. Every can you timestamp this and send it to Ward? Oh, I'll let him know. He That's listens Mitchell to the show. Shane. Okay. Um. Yeah. Big Ward. Um. Enthusiast. It's just funny to put big before someone's name. Yeah. Um. Big Will. Big Ward. Um. Big Will is Will Smith. Right. Um. Regardless, I just um, completely caused a brain shutdown for you. By yeah, I had I happens. had like a whole like <laughs> facial I, like aneurysm. I saw the gears churning. I was like, "Big Will, Will Smith, Will Smith." <laughs> you were Chris Rock. You just got like mentally slapped. I, seriously, this has been the episode where it's so easy to get sidetracked. Um, but people my, like sidetracked. My dad runs Franklin Automotive, and. I worked for him. Um, I've worked for him pretty much every summer since then, just kind of being the trash man um, and, like, taking out garbage. But I also, like, take inventory for them of, like, their parts and see, like, what they have, what they've sold, and make sure everything's there. It's kind of boring. Like, it's counting for, like, two hours straight. You're just, like, mm-hmm. going to, like, different bins of little, like, gaskets and O-rings and... Oof. um different like windshield wipers and spark plugs and just like other such car counting materials. some things you got to count to like a hundred <laughs> some oh. things you got to count to like six and we all know that it's very difficult for mitchell to make it past 62 he can make it up yeah to about the 61 64 range but once he gets past that, everyone knows this that's like the first thing people know yeah about me they would be like oh are you the club sandwich guy you're the one with the co-host who can't count past 62, right? Yeah. Like, and they yeah. ask me, oh, you're the guy who can't count past 62? You're also on Club Sandwich? It's just the other order. Of yeah, things. exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm so stupid, and I can't count. That was the most nonsensical bit. I, like, yeah. That is not funny. That was funny. Um, okay. They're going to laugh. Make them laugh. Uh, there's no... Uh, well, there's this. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got. We don't we don't have a laugh button. Um, we'll get a laugh track eventually. We'll, we'll we'll make our audience send in live recordings of them laughing. Put all the files together and then play it whenever we make a joke, so you can hear your own laughter. Anyway, Absolutely. genius. I, I counted for my dad. Um, I've done that some. I also worked as like a delivery boy. I would go to like delivering the um, boys, like dealerships. So like if we're repairing someone's Lexus, we'd go. I drive to the Lexus and pick up a part from there. Um, so I got to drive around the company minivans and occasionally drive cars. Oh, you got a company car? I didn't get to own it. Like, well, no, no, I, I got that, to drive that car, so I didn't have to like pay gas. Nice. So that was cool. That's huge. Um, driving a Honda minivan, big minivan guy, big minivan guy. Um, they drive nice. Um, <laughs> but and they can carry all my kids to their soccer games. <laughs> that was nice. Um, I love working for my dad. It's. It's really nice. I recommend going to Franklin Automotive if you have an import car in the Birmingham area and want to get a repair off of Acton Road. But anyway. Hey, every podcast needs a sponsor, and what better sponsor than Franklin Automotive? <laughs> right? We're not officially sponsored. Yeah, we aren't. It'd be um, cool if we were, but... My dad did sponsor our philanthropy event, though, so he has Franklin Automotive that's on the awesome. back of our T-shirt. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 
I need I need a uh, Allen Allen Breland and Allen LLC to uh, sponsor something. <laughs> it's less catchy as like an advertising yep. name. Yep. <laughs> Usually they shorten it to A A B A, um, but you know. It'd be better if they were if they had A B B A. They could just be ABBA. Yeah, but they're not Swedish and they can't sing. Okay, like, you think you'd be a little too much? Like they this didn't direction? provide the soundtrack to like one of the greatest film franchises in history. Okay, I, mean, I should have kinda... expected you to make that plug. Yeah, what you're gonna bring up Abba and expect me to not plug Mamma Mia? That's my. That's my. I feel like we've known each other too long for this to be an issue. You know, I still haven't seen Mamma Mia. All right, we're gonna end the episode here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Can you play the the sad sound for that yeah. one? <laughs> It's so long. That, that is the slowest it's slow trombone so I've ever heard. Um, We're just playing with the soundboard over here. Anyway, I think I'll kind of leave it alone. What's another job you've had? Um, so over this previous summer, I worked at a place called the Eplex. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell is so excited for this one. So the Eplex, it's like weird to describe if you like haven't been there. Yeah. It's also like a bonus challenge if you're explaining it to someone over like. 30. Yes. Um, but basically what the Eplex is, is it's like a public gaming venue where yeah. you like walk in, give them a certain amount of money, and then they can set you up on like a PC setup for like computer gaming that has like whatever game you kind of want installed and like super, I mean, super expensive like setup they have all the right equipment very high quality and the cool like the cool part to me is they have like a state-of-the-art virtual reality setup yep where they have like these pods where you go in there they strap you in the headset and you've got like a little space to play virtual reality Mm -hmm. and the coolest part to me because like i have a vr headset is they have this like multiplayer thing yes where they stick you and another person in the same pod and like you interact with each other like you can move around and so there's like like we've played there before Mm -hmm. they have like a western shootout game where you're literally like doing a duel against very fun people and then there's like a zombie game where you're going Mm -hmm. like literally in real life you will be back to back like covering each other's sixes it's terrifying it's so much fun and they also have like Virtual reality escape rooms, which yes. I did not know about. Yes. And they have, like, gaming tournaments every other week and stuff like that. So, basically, it's just a big video game place. And I worked there over the summer, and my duties were, like, obviously the basic cleaning stuff, just mm-hmm. kind of handling all that. But, like, we were in charge of getting people set up onto the whatever setup they wanted. Um, we would hook them into VR. I was a big VR guy. I was, like, usually in a given day, we would kind of designate, like, who's covering gaming and who's covering VR. Yeah. And I was usually given VR. You just, do also own an Oculus. Yeah, I mean, so. that that made it a lot easier. I actually included that in my resume. Like, when I applied to them... Oh, that you own an Oculus yes. and, like, know how to operate it? It was, it was, like, skills that may be relevant. I was like, I have an Oculus headset, and I've played, like, video games all my life. That's as relevant as it gets. Yeah, I mean, that's literally... <laughs> that's probably the one time in my life where I will get to apply, like, that kind of stuff to a yeah. job application. Um, so it was, it was a very cool experience. Like, it was also very strange being in an environment where I am the, like least video gamey person in the room. Yeah. Because literally all of my coworkers either like actively play esports or like did esports in high school or they like Twitch stream their games and stuff and like I don't do any of that. Like it was it was a very strange reality check for me to not be the like video game guy in the room. Yeah. Mm, hello voice crack. Goodness. Especially coming from like a small town in rural Mississippi. Like oh, gosh. It's, like being like into video games competitively, I can't imagine is like a very popular. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that was probably not the way to earn friends in high school. <laughs> no, no, I had a few people that were like just as interested in video games as me, but not insanely a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, we set the bar pretty high, you know. Yeah. Um. So, what about you? What's another like previous job you've had? Anything yeah. Interesting. Um. I know you did the Trash Boy like as of this recent. Summer. I do. Yeah, I still do trash boy stuff every now and then. But um, I've worked very on and off 
mostly voluntarily for my mom. My mom works with a nonprofit organization called Clear Story, and um, well, cool. sorry, that was a hiccup. That wasn't like a oh, I thought you're like <laughs> no, 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 no um, a hiccup. But uh, I like occasionally work with her on like dinners they do and stuff like that, but. Not very much exciting at all. I've occasionally worked with my parents on some things. They're involved in various, like, ministry things and connected with other things uh, within our church, or they have been before, and so I did a lot with that. But nothing, like, very committed with that. Besides that, the only other jobs I've had have been in college, and I guess the next one I would talk about, I've talked about a bit before, is doing tours with SRT Mm, here. Yeah, Um, And that is a ton of fun. I mean, you really just... The job is just telling people why, you know, you love Sanford and they should go here. Um, and uh, that that is a ton of fun. It's great just, like, people skills and experience. Yeah, I definitely. think I, my whole life, sucked at talking to strangers. Like, I, I still do to this day in some ways, but SRT has made me be able to be so much more comfortable, especially with, like, other adults in a very almost professional environment, which is an incredibly necessary skill to have. But I think before I'd just be like, uh, uh, hi. <laughs> but now it's it's interesting in different workplaces in like the college atmosphere where you're transitioning to becoming like on equal status with like other adults right, now. Right. Um I've had this I wouldn't call it a job, it's something I volunteer for is I'd lead a um like discipleship group um, with my home church, like their high school. So like there's some sophomores that like I help lead and kind of like a Bible study group. And with that, the leader of the, the main leader of the group who I like help out, he was my D group leader in high school. And so like he was always Mr. Brad or Mr. Steve. Uh, yeah. But now it's like, I can just call him Brad. And that <laughs> so is Brad. just mind blowing yeah. to me. Oh yeah. Um it's a big deal when you make that step up to know like Mr. Yeah. And I don't know. I started to feel like, well, can I call other adults I talk to like by their first name? Cause it's mind blowing to me. Obviously not like professors, because that's different, but like people's parents. What about Todd? Like calling people's parents by their first name isn't like too weird anymore, I guess. Like I could call your I dad guess. Will, and that wouldn't be weird. I I wouldn't advise that. I would. Bro, say, me and Will are tight. He, okay, valid, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that'd be weird. I I I still called your parents. You call like, my parents Mr. Ward, Miss Beth. Yeah, but that I mean that may just be like I have called like twenty year olds like Mister when I was like kind of younger. Yeah. I think it also just really depends on the parent because some parents like yeah. they want you to call them Mister or Mrs. until you're like 25. But then there's some people like my parents like would encourage my friends to call them by their first names when I was in like middle school. Okay, interesting. So it yeah, see, my, mine were different from that. Yeah, and the like, sir and like ma'am is like a big thing. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's cool. And speak like speaking on things that will like actually apply and help you in like a real world yes. workplace environment. This is the last thing I'll say, cause I kind of want to get it, get us on to our next topic. But, uh, this same summer where I worked at the Eplex, this most recent summer, I uh, also had an internship with a place called United Ability. Yeah. 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 And I cannot like praise them enough. I mean, that was such a like incredible experience. I was there. Technically I was their social media intern, and I did do that. I also did some just general intern ability or duties. Like, man, I tell you what, I folded some t-shirts. Like this guy folds t-shirts. This guy folded some freaking t-shirts. That's an applicable skill for a lot of businesses. <laughs> and they like they gave me a bunch of compliments on my t-shirt folding ability. They were like, "Oh my gosh, you're doing this so fa-. like." Mama they, raised you well. Uh, she did not. I did not. Er, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's not what I meant. Bro, bro, bro. No, 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 no. She did raise me well. What I'm saying is, like, I I didn't ever pride myself on my T-shirt folding ability, but, like, (laughs) so they had, like, their big charity fundraiser event. Like, United Ability is a nonprofit that specializes in disabilities, both physical and mental, and and learning disabilities as well. Um, And they had their, like, big charity event coming up and they were like selling t-shirts for that right and so they had a shipment of like 
easily a thousand t-shirts come in. Good lord. And I probably folded like 500 of them. That's crazy. And I was like, because the way the I basically got to determine my own hours a little bit. I kind of had to work around my other job, but I sort of got my own choosing. And so I was like, well, if I get like, if I fold the t-shirts, then I can like go get lunch or something or like be done for the day. Yeah. And so I was like folding them pretty quickly. And I mean, I was just getting through and they're like, have you worked at like a JC Penney before? I was like, <laughs> no. I'm just doing it the college fold, which is you just yeah. get it get it in and out and get and it. And he really just figured out because his mom didn't raise him right. Apparently. Sorry, mom. Um I did not mean to talk about t shirts this much. Uh <laughs> yeah, so Unitability, I did handle their social media posts. I made a lot of videos, took a lot of pictures, made a lot of Instagram posts. I made reels, which I have never had to do before and didn't really plan on doing again because Instagram reels. Am I right? Am I right? Um, Give that one a little, a little thing. What do you? Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want from me. I mean, do you want like a? <laughs> What's the deal with Instagram <laughs> yeah. reels? Welcome back to America's favorite game show. <laughs> Real or not? Um, that wow. Yeah. That was Give a yourself a. I meant the, the rim shot. Oh, but. I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, cannot praise Unitability enough. They like there were actually times where I was like, why are y'all so nice to me? Like I'm an intern. Aww. Like I'm an unpaid sweet. intern who's here for like three months. Like but they literally you know those like acrylic photo frame type things? Yes. Where it looks like there's a photo like suspended in a cube of like glass type material yeah, 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 yeah. they got me one of those like of me working there Aww. super nice letter like they all signed dude it that's was, awesome it was so cool i also got a free hat from my boss he just just like you look like a hat guy and like gave me a hat that's sick. that was cool that's sick so that was my experience with them um cannot praise them enough i would recommend anybody to give it a shot really like opened up my like worldview on like how disability should be handled in the real world, which was a super yeah. cool, like I, I needed that. And that that's was, something that you take cool. with you for like the rest of oh, your life, absolutely. whether it's in the workplace or not. Yeah. Like absolutely. that applies in any community you're involved with. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any more like jobs you've done previously or do we want to get on to like one more that I'm doing okay. currently? Go for it. Um, so I've been working as Dr. Strange. Yes. The funny, haha, Dr. Strange, but no, he's an archeologist and not the Indiana Jones kind. But Mitchell's having an alarm go off. God, gosh, goodness. Um, Unprofessional, man. God, my bad, guys. So um, uncool. I'm a bad person. Anyways, I had my ringer on my phone. Uh, Sam just took a sick Snapchat. Whoever got that one of him throwing up a peace sign, <laughs> he looks so cool. Sorry, we're not Snapchatting on the job. But yeah, so I'm, I'm his research assistant, and recently I've gotten the opportunity to... He's publishing a book. Um, it's Looks called cool. Excavating the Land of Jesus, I believe it's called. And so I've been reading through, um, like, printed out pages of that and kind of being, like, an editor, which is really interesting to do. So going through it and seeing if there's, like, any typos or, like, spacing errors and things like that. And that's actually been really interesting because um, I'm yeah. basically getting to, like, read his book as a part of my job, mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting to do. Um, that's been fun. And um, also with that, of course, just like doing the spreadsheet stuff, documenting stuff from their dig in Israel. But that's pretty much it for my jobs. So I think we're ready to talk about... That's the past. Yeah. And we, I mean, you kind of have some stuff going on in the present. I'm just a full-time student. Yeah. Um, so, well, I guess this technically counts as the future, but we wanted to talk about some kind of like some dream jobs. Just Aspirations. Like when, you when you were like six years old and people were like... I want to be this when I grow up. Oh my gosh, that voice! You right. you started high in the yeah yeah. I hit puberty mid sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, I've been fighting off like this whatever Sanford disease is going around right now. Like I have had a cough that has literally kept me awake. That and the fire alarm went off at like two in the morning. But that those are those are unrelated instances. Yeah. We had we had a tornado drill this morning at nine thirty and that I, sucked. I think there was an alarm or something that went off. Uh-huh. I didn't wake up for it. <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest. And it, it wasn't that I didn't hear anything. I think I heard it and then I was like, ugh, and fell back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> How do you sleep through that? That's I don't like an know. industrial grade I don't alarm. know. <laughs> so 
I was really tired. <laughs> yeah, dude, when our fire alarm went off, I, like, jumped out of bed, and I got Blake, and I was like, hey, man, like, the quicker we get out of here, the, like, faster they'll let us go back to sleep. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> and, by the way, for context, Blake is my roommate. Yes. And um, I got him out of bed, and, like, we went outside, and there were a bunch of the other guys waiting out there, and he, like, turns to me, he's like, am I still, like, asleep right now? Like, is this a dream? Because he 100% was going to sleep through it and was, I mean, he was like, thank you for, like, not letting me die in a fire, but, like, I'm just going to go back to sleep now. Yeah. <laughs> it was dream great. jobs. Oh, Speaking yes. of yes. emergencies and drills, I think one thing I had in common with probably most, like, kids was, like, the jobs to be was, like, policeman, firefighter, and soldier. Those yep. are like the three that came to mind is like, like the cool guy jobs. Guy jobs. Yeah. And you're going to serve this country. Yeah. I, so when I met with our career development center, one of the things I asked was they have a lot of those like forms about like your skills, your passions, yeah, your interests, yeah. and like dream jobs you could see yourself doing. Mm-hmm. And so it started off with like, what are six like, like quote unquote, dream jobs that you like you've imagined yourself doing or like fantasized about and i put down firefighter because i still think that would be sick interesting i'm not at all saying that i am like qualified or think that being a firefighter is this kind of job that i could like it's not glamorous you know just throw myself into and be awesome and heroic i'm not putting that like fantasy onto being a firefighter at all but i thought about and i was like that would be so cool to be a firefighter um, and I have so much respect for those people because because you want that one scene in like the Foo Fighters My Hero music video where you're just like carrying someone out of a yeah, building that's yeah. like burning to the ground. A- absolutely. And there's there's an episode of the TV show Psych where like <laughs> always comes back to Sean Psych. gets to like run out of a burning building like with someone in his arms and like basically like get to be a firefighter as it like blows up behind him and I'm like oh, like you know like that's so cool mm-hmm. and. I love fire, and I love throwing myself <laughs> in dangerous situations. Maybe I shouldn't be a firefighter if I love fighter, fire, but... Yeah, I mean, you're fighting it. That's It's in the job name. Yeah. It's in the title. And, of course, like, every single kid's like, oh, being a cop or a soldier would be so cool. Yeah. Because so, you, every, like, just from the, like, fairy tales and, like, media that you're put forth with as a child, like, it kind of instills in you, like, every kid has a sense of, I want to take down the bad guy. Yeah. I feel like that's a... Did you also, as a kid, have this impression that, like, being an astronaut was so much more of a common thing? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah, to me, it, as a kid, I was like, 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 oh, like, we're going to we go to space all the time. Yeah, that's literally... It was like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm, like, I'm going to go to space on, like, a Friday. Who, who cares? Right. Like, don't worry about it. And, I mean, I feel like the thing that's also not really shown is, like, it seems like astronauts are just like, what do you do for a living? I put on a suit and I go in space and I grab the rocks. Mm-hmm. But like, that's a lot more math than like any one person yes. really wants. Yeah. <laughs> no, no disrespect to the STEM people out there. I'm not. I'm not. Already astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're an astronaut listening to this, please text us. Absolutely. Um, Listen to us in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> um, so my first dream job that I can really remember, um, without a doubt, my favorite movie of all time is Cars. Disney Pixar's car. You want to be a car. I wanted to be a NASCAR driver. Oh, yo. Okay, being a car. I thought about that too. But I want to be a NASCAR driver so bad. My like fourth birthday party was cars themed and they had like they spray painted a track in our backyard and we had like my mom made like cardboard boxes and cut them out and you like put the straps over your shoulders and literally you like sprinted the circuit. That's so sweet of her. It was awesome. That's you had awesome. Like a pit stop with like the, the hug, what are the, the hug barrel, like fruit juice, you know what I'm talking about? I know of it, what you're talking it, it's about. It's like a little barrel of just like sugary goodness. And it's like cherry or orange or gray. Are you talking about like Capri Sun? No, no, it's I, people in the audience will know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> anyway, I wanted to be a NASCAR driver so bad. And I also, for one of one Christmas when I was a kid, I got like one of those little motorized race cars that like was big enough for you to like sit in and yeah. drive around. And it was like, it was themed after Tony Stewart. I think that's his name. Who is my yes. 
favorite like NASCAR driver, and he was number twenty, and he represented Home Depot. So it was like ugly bright orange. Yeah. And I drove that thing around, and then I walked into a room one time where someone was watching Sports Center, and I saw a car crash on the like Indy five hundred, mm-hmm. and immediately lost that dream. Yeah. Yeah, we're my family was a big NASCAR family when I was growing up. Cause y'all are how far away from Talladega are you? I mean, Talladega is like forty five minutes from Birmingham. Yeah, that makes sense. And like we'd go to Talladega every now and then, especially because my dad was in the automotive industry, so we could oh, get like cheaper tickets yeah, for like box definitely. seats at Dega. And you know the fans <laughs> yeah. call it Dega. <laughs> Talladega is just an atmosphere. If anyone listening to this has been to Talladega. It's insane. It's the stereotype of redneck country. Like, if you've watched Talladega Nights, it's real. I was like, going to say, I like that as you're talking about people, it, your country accent is coming out. Just those people are real. Like, Ricky Bobby's out there. I lived it, man. My life's a movie. And it's just insane. But I had, I had always thought about being a NASCAR driver. But mm-hmm. then, I like, go fast. multiple NASCAR drivers have died. Yeah. Like, Dale Earnhardt, who yeah. was maybe the greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Died in a car It'd be like if Michael right. Jordan went for a dunk and then like stuck his head through the glass of like the backboard and then like died. Yeah, but if Michael Jordan's like job involved, you know, racing, yeah, death cages of metal around yeah, the track at say, like two hundred miles per hour, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just hurtling chunks of metal. Seriously, it's insane. Um, yeah, I I don't understand the mentality of like you know what I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm in it to win it, baby. But it's sick. People who think NASCAR is just driving in a circle, so much more dangerous and strategic yeah. than that. Yeah. There's so much that goes I'll admit it. it. I've been a NASCAR as a circle guy for a long time, but I mean, that's, that is scary. Yeah. Um, and speaking of like sports, my next one, like after the NASCAR driver died, was your boy was going to be a second baseman in the major. Major League Baseball, if his life depended. I was really hoping you were going to say that you want to be a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, man. I, I was just waiting for that growth spurt, and I was going to be six seven and be like a power forward. You want to be Jackie Robinson. Yeah, I did want he's – he's not a basketball player. No, I meant baseball. Oh, oh <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, I literally wanted to be Jackie Robinson yeah. because he, like, he had everything that, like – he didn't hit it super hard. He was like a contact hitter. He just always got on base. He was stupidly fast. I mean, right. he, like his thing was stealing home plate, and yeah. he was like absurdly fast to be able to do that. He was like a good fielder, had just like a solid catching arm and throwing arm. I don't really guess you'd have a catching arm, but he he just he could do what he needed to do. He wasn't flashy. He was just consistent. Right. And I loved that. I loved that dude. And I like literally to this day. Any presence I have, like, with any kind of relation to number is 42. Like, 42 42. everywhere. And uh, I saw the movie 42, and that has been, like, oh, my gosh, that movie. You want to talk about a movie that, like, hit Sam Allen in the gut. That movie was incredible. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Um, So, yeah, baseball player. And then once I kind of quit baseball, I was like, yeah, I feel like if you aren't actively playing baseball, the MLB probably isn't a realistic dream. (laughs) Yeah. I think I also had pro sport aspirations as a kid. My I went to a school that was too small to have a football team, mm. but I always dreamed of it if I'd had the chance. I played soccer as a kid. Just had your big day. Yeah, so I always had the dream of being a soccer player. Um, and then, well, that was really – because by the time I got to high school, I was like, I know I realistically don't have – the commitment or the just the raw talent and athleticism to commit to any of this professionally. Mm-hmm. So that's when my dreams died, pretty much. <laughs> that's when I gave up on hope. <laughs> yeah, I became realistic and decided I wanted to be an office worker for the rest of my life. I want to sit in a cubicle and look at my house plant. Yeah, and I want to design cubicles for other offices for my <laughs> cubicle. It's just a cu- big cubicles on top of this. Um <laughs> So, yeah, when I realized that NASCAR driver and baseball player weren't going to work out, I switched to a much more reliable fallback, which was Rockstar. Right. Um, a famous one. Which, of course. Of course. <laughs> which I will say, I'm going to be honest, I don't think that dream has died. No, I think not. I'm still holding on to that just, like, sliver of hope that I will be playing another gig at, like, Zydeco and some big shot producer just happens to be there and he's like... You know what I need? I need a little curly mop top 
glasses wear and basketball jersey wear and basketball shoot hooping unprofessionally trained drummer who can't read cheap music but he can play the heck out of those drums so cute and we go on the road i'm just i'm just a drumming guy he's just a drumming guy i'm like animal from the muppets (laughs) but like slightly more controlled he drums um yeah i obviously play music super into music really hope that one will work out yeah I've had the same thing with, um, like, YouTube or streaming as, like, one of those things that, like, I still keep up with. But I think it exists within both the music and, like, the, like, streaming internet content creation industry that so much of it is just, like, you get a break or you don't. Yeah. Um, It's not necessarily – I don't want to say that anyone who's made it big is attributed all to luck. No. But there's there's an aspect of, like – some people that are really, really talented at what they do go unnoticed. Oh, I'm not yeah. saying I'm one of those people, but <laughs> like so many of those exist, and like some of them blow up and some of them don't. Yeah. So like, there's so much great talent. Some people just can't catch the spark. That's yeah. how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. Wow. So many expressions back to back. So I've always had a dream guy. that like I could you know blow up on YouTube or have like a podcast maybe like go crazy. That would be and ridiculous. Make a I make like a like a ton of money or something. That'd be cool. Um, Venmo's Mitchell Destro. <laughs> um, we're opening the Patreon for the. No, we're not. Oh, not yet, at least. Not not until we're too desperate. Not until we have something actually worth putting on a Patreon. Yeah, but I have always dreamed of being able to do YouTube for a living. I've experimented with it mm-hmm. to some degree. I had a friend who got really into it in high school that inspired me to do it. But if like if I could do that. I think that's even now currently like a current yes. dream job I still hold on to. Well, I was going to say it's funny that you mentioned that. So earlier this week, I had a meeting with my academic advisor, and uh, we were really the point was to work out what I was going to do for my classes for next semester, but we just kind of got to talking about some stuff, and he's asking about this podcast, and he's interested, and he says he's checking it out. Um, so I'm Sweet eagerly awaiting some feedback. Um, But he was just kind of talking about that. And we eventually reached a point where he asked me, like, Sam, if the real world was of no consequence, money was an issue, where your job is was an issue, insurance, that kind of stuff, and you could do whatever you wanted, what would you do? And I told him, I was like, it's funny you mentioned that because I had this exact same conversation about this time last year with my dad where I kind of sat down and realized that the intersection of things I am good at and things that I want to do meets in the middle at content creator. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, like the, I mean, YouTuber, podcasting type stuff, streamer, like that kind of thing, like that is the perfect intersection of what I'm passionate about and like what I have the skills in. Um, and just yeah. like, I mean, just a variety of content. Like I have done some freelance, like graphic design work, some like digital art, um, doing the podcast now with you. Like that's another medium. Um, I've made some videos just for fun. I want to kind of expand on that a little bit. Um, yeah. and we've talked about this before, but like, I have like had just dreams of like being a YouTuber YouTuber for a living and yep. just imagining yep. what that is. And I get it. Like that like we said, that is such a one in a million thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm also such a very like I'm not a gambler. I am not a risk taker. Yeah. I like consistency and YouTube is not that. Like you don't get insurance. There's no like health benefits. You technically don't really even have a boss. Like, you don't have people to really report to other right. than the system. And the scariest part is, I mean, it could all be over in an instant. I yeah. mean, it, it is a social network that solely depends on you just feeding their algorithm. I mean, the day Absolutely. that stops is the day you stop making money. And, I mean, it, it, it doesn't even have to take anything you do. Like, you can just blow up big for a year, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, you're not what the algorithm wants. You're not what yeah. – maybe you're, like, a dying trend that audiences don't want anymore. Yep. Um, 
I know a lot of YouTubers that I still watch that like went through that where like I watched their channel blow up and then I've watched it kind of like YouTubers that went from like 500,000 to 2 million subscribers in like a couple years and then now I'm seeing them still at like 2.1 million subscribers. Yeah. And that's not any diss to them. It's just like the system wasn't it's a very still supporting finicky. The yeah. Like YouTuber like YouTube users are fickle mm-hmm. and it just like the ebbs and flows of what's hot and what isn't has such like Absolutely. an impact on your livelihood that like that has been a big thing scaring me away from ever even like considering it as a legitimate possibility. Yeah, and it's also not to make this a politically charged discussion, but it's it's the kind of industry where if you have you're talking so much and being involved in so much content, if you have one big slip up, you can you're be done. done forever. You're done. Um whereas some like people that are in like acting or music, they have fallbacks mm-hmm. on YouTube or on Twitch. It's so easy to quickly lose everything and be basically done. And I, the section of like Twitter that I'm in is very like YouTuber or like kind of influencer content creator based. Like I, I literally only follow content creators right. on there. And I mean, I see, like, it seems like every week there's someone that's, like, getting canceled or has done something, like, their fan base is turning away, mm-hmm. or it, it seems like every week there's a new person to be mad at. Yeah. And that's why we kind of, like, we make jokes about, like, don't cancel Club Sandwich, but, I mean, like, there is a seed of truth rooted in that of, yeah. like, you do need to very much be watching what you're saying. Absolutely. And it... It happens to some of the biggest YouTubers. It, yeah. And sometimes they're so big, they have ramifications that affect YouTubers within their own smaller community. So it's it's definitely something that, um, to like, if how it was opened up in that meeting, like if there was no risks, no consequences, no nothing, if you could mm-hmm. pick one thing, I agree with you, I'd pick YouTube. Yeah. But there also is the aspect of that, that like, it is really risky. Mm-hmm. It isn't guaranteed money immediately, and if you try to, like, do it as a side job, you won't be able to commit enough energy and time to it to produce high enough quality content that could be, you know, that could go far enough to make money off of. So um, it'd be something that I feel like you'd have to have a strong, like, saving of money behind to commit to. Oh, yeah. And then even then, it's a gamble um, that, you know, maybe it pays off and is like a really low paying job, but mm-hmm. then you have YouTube. And it takes so long to really get to a point. Cause everyone thinks like the common conception of professional YouTubers, like, Oh yeah, they, they make a video where they play Fortnite and that's like a million dollars in their pocket. Right. And that is so far from the case. I mean, it Absolutely. takes so long. It takes so long to get to a point where you're making any money. Yes. Then it takes even longer to get to a point where that it's like a sustainable wage and then, I mean, the odds by that point are so low of it being like, okay, I'm raking in the big bucks now. Yeah. I mean, I think people, they hear about someone like PewDiePie or Ninja yeah. or Shroud or whoever, and they're like, oh, like, there must be so many other people. Like, no, mm-hmm. those are some of the biggest that have ever existed yeah, those are, in that realm. Those are the names you know because they're only, like, the only names to make it right. that far. 99.9% of other YouTubers are people trying so hard every day to get stuff to go somewhere. Of course, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube that's just junk, but um, there's plenty of some people on YouTube that make honest content where they're working just as hard as these people, um, and they may not have that same talent or anything like that, but there's definitely some hidden gems that they have 20 subscribers, but no one watches them because they have 20 subscribers. Absolutely. And they just never get to go anywhere. Yeah. It's... To pull the discussion back to a long head, it's a dream job, but it feels like a dream yeah. job. <laughs> you yeah, know? <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Because in theory, it's like, what would you be doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, I'd be like pretty much talking about like pop culture and the stuff I like and making money off of it. Like you would yeah. uh, basically I would be doing this for right. like a living. Exactly. Um, which I mean would be so sick. I mean, Absolutely. like, that is something I've thought about a lot is I think the reason that we try and put, like, professional level quality into this podcast isn't because we expect it, 
to go somewhere, and this is, I would say, this is not our, like, main endeavor, but, yes. I mean, if we keep working at this on the side, the dream is that, hey, it there's, like, a one in a million chance it goes somewhere, and if it does, it would be so cool. So, like, what do we have to lose? Yeah, and to that, like, we only have stuff to gain from this podcast exactly. because at the very bottom level, this is so fun to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I get so excited to, you know, like, get together and be able to record episodes, upload it, and, like, hear feedback. Even if it's, like, one person a week that, like, tells me they listened to the show mm-hmm. and really liked it, that means a lot. And in this yes. past week, I've had, like, f- like five, six people tell me how much they appreciate the podcast. Some people that are, like, friends of friends, mm-hmm. like, girlfriends of friends that I don't even know. Yeah. And they're, like, telling me that, like, they listened to it with someone else and really enjoyed it. I mean, that enough is enough to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean that that's the craziest part. It's like a a face I have never seen in my life coming up to me in the calf and being like, "Hey man, are you like the club sandwich guy?" and I'm like, "Yeah." And then like having a conversation about that. Like it is the craziest thing. Yeah. Um so and the one last thing I will say about like the content creator dream job because we probably need to wrap this up soon yes. is like a big hurdle for me is online presence. I'm like normally I give, like, a reasonable amount of regard to what other people think, and, I mean, I don't usually let society, like, inhibit my actions or anything, but for a long time and still to this day, like, I'm very scared of, like, what content I put out and associate with myself, like... Because it's there. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it doesn't go away. It's not going away. Um, I mean, as much as people want to say, like, well, you could just delete stuff off the internet, there's no deleting stuff off the internet, and especially if people consume that media, like... They're going to remember that. Or they'll download it or record it. Yeah. Like, there's so many, like, like Twitch streamers. Like, people are going to clip something that you say that's offensive. Of course, there was the whole scandal with PewDiePie a few years ago where he said something you really shouldn't say at all and definitely yep. not on a stream. Yep. And it had incredible effects on his career and the entire platform of YouTube. Yeah. And, I mean, you can think, oh, just, like, delete it. No. People hear it starts to get around, and the damage is already done once it's been uploaded. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, mine is almost more of just like a, oh gosh, am I going to be cool after this? Like, are people going to think this is weird? Like, I was honestly, I was hesitant about posting some stuff about Club Sandwich on my story because, like, I very rarely post on social media, and yeah. so I was worried about like, am I really going to make like my once a every two month post like about this podcast that I'm doing, but, like, it's paid off. I mean, that's been great. It's just the, like, for a long time, I've been kind of scared to, like, admit the things I'm passionate about, like, just the nerdy... Yep. Like, just nerd stuff. Absolutely. And so, like, if I want to make a video, a video essay, like, for YouTube, talking about, like, a movie or, like, a video game. Like I've had ideas about these kinds of things for forever and have thought like good ideas too. plan it. Thank you. Like planned out execution on how I would do them, but I'm just too scared to ever follow through and post it anywhere because I'm like, people are going to like, are people going to judge me for being like the weird nerd kid yeah. that made a video essay on like how super Mario galaxy is an allegory for like depression. Yeah. I think if you put your honest effort into something and show that you care and genuinely care about something and are willing to do that and go through with it, you really can't ever go wrong. My recent experiment with that was when I made like my whole free guy video essay, mm-hmm. which I by no means like caught on to any sort of like larger viewer base, but like people that did listen to it, like there was no like being made fun of for it or anything like that because you know, they recognize like he put a lot of work into this. Like he really cares about it. And so I think you really can't ever go wrong like expressing what you think about something you care about in a professional way because you're putting genuine work and effort to it so it shows to people that like maybe this isn't so weird and niche because he's yeah. like going this far to like say how much he cares about it. So yeah. But Mitchell, we just need to hide our passions and talk about what's cool and relevant to society. I mean, conformity, am I right? Yes, conform. Woo. No, Sam, conformity Woo. is bad. Yeah, don't take the... I, I, I actually haven't seen The Matrix, the blue, so I can't make any pill The jokes. blue pill, I think, is the, the... The red pill is how far the rabbit hole goes. The, the blue pill is you forget about it and go home. And take a placebo. Yeah, well, that's, that's something that I kind of... 
have been wrestling with and I'm trying to like sort of get past because I do want to make some of this content. I just need to get over the initial like hesitancy of what are people going to think if I make this nerd video, which in retro, like from a grand scheme of things feels a little stupid because like I am like outwardly a dork and like declare to people like, oh yeah, I'm like a nerd. Yeah. But I'm like still hesitant to actually capitalize and maybe do something cool with it. I mean, that's the thing is like, it's not weird like it was in like the eighties to like some of the stuff that's popular. Now. Yeah. Like, like Harry Potter is like the, one of the biggest media franchises in history. Over 50% of Americans like play video games on a daily basis in some form or fashion. Like that's a broad statement because yeah. that applies to everything from angry birds to league of legends. But yeah, um, it's something that's becoming so much more a part of culture and is like the industry is growing at a rate that is competing with movies oh, yeah. and music and television. Like every other form of like art form. Cause I mean that, that is what it is. Like video games yeah. are an art form. Yeah. I mean, it gets to the point where like, like a lot of people these days, like, or people in our generation or even below us, they're not like recording on like their DVR, the next episode of the middle, like they're going to watch like their favorite Twitch streamer, or yeah. their favorite YouTube video. Yeah. Like, like, oh my gosh, like it's Sunday. Scott the Waz has a video coming out tonight. <laughs> like, that's what a lot of people like in this generation do. So yeah. it's definitely becoming more normalized to care about YouTube and video games. But yeah. Well, that was a very cool, like unintentionally planned for, I mean, I guess it's really not that surprising that we have like kind of the same dream job. Yeah. But here we, we did are start now. a podcast together. Yeah. I mean, who knows? This we could be living the dream job in the next five you years. You could be coming back to listen to this episode when we've got ten billion listeners. And I'm going on a date with Scarlett Johansson. Sorry, Colin Jost. Um, yeah. But no matter and I'm what famous. we'll still be us. Yeah. That ain't ain't that the truth. Yeah, dap me up. I will dap you up. We need to get a dap up soundboard Sound effect. effect. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's about as good a place to end it as any. Um, this has been a really interesting, productive episode. I've I've liked where we've gone a lot. Yeah, we put the headphones on and we're yeah. we're just better podcasters now. Yeah, big brain stuff. The studio, the quality's improving. Um, it's an exciting time to be a club sandwich fan. Sure is. All right, yeah. that's that's the last one I've got. Yeah. Well, as always, uh, I'm Sam and I'm Mitch. And this has been yet another excellent episode of Club Club Sandwich. Sandwich.